Hey y'all. Uh, hello. <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> How's it going? I feel like the friend that's finally texting back after like a week. Be like, hey, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I just got this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just seeing this for the first time. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, me all the time. Literally me hey. right now. Sorry guys. Yeah. Sorry, I've been sorry, texting we anybody back. Got busy, kind of. May is just, I feel like this year has also just been really busy, but May has been, like, also really busy and, like, more busy than other months have been. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, well, because Tifa and I, like, we record this on the weekend, so if we miss a day, we only have one other day to make it up. And then if we're both busy, we're like, oh, we can't do it or whatever, so. Yeah. So, it's been tough to, like, try to figure out schedules because, like, obviously now it's, like, nicer out, too. So, like... I more than likely a lot of the times have weekend plans, uh, even when I don't want to have weekend plans. Because a lot of the times I'm like, yeah, I can record this day. Like, I don't have anything planned. And then last minute it'd be like, oh, this is happening. I'm like, I didn't want to do anything other than record the podcast, truthfully. But is that my laptop? It is my laptop. Can you hear it? I mean, kind of, but like not anymore than (laughs) I typically can. Oh, it's better wait. though. Oh, okay. Wait, hold on. Let me move it. This is why I bought a new laptop. Okay, whatever. Um, okay. Anyway, you guys, we're back. I feel like it's so loud. I mean, I don't think it's that bad. Okay, maybe it's just me. Wait, hold on. Okay, well, whatever. Um, it's like distracting me. Anyway, you guys, yeah, um, we're back. Last week, Latifa died, kind of. That's why we couldn't record. Um, oh yeah, I was just like so busy, and then I, I've been dealing with this thing over the like last month and a half. Um, and this kind of, I guess, is going into porn snaps and like rants in a sense, but. I don't know if it's stress. I don't know if I like did something when I worked out a while back. Um, but like my shoulder muscles and my wrist muscles are like really weak. I sound like I'm like a 13 year old boy and I'm like going at it too much, but that's not what it is. I promise. Um, but like it hurts to like lift my shoulders or my arms. And it's really annoying because you kind of need your arms to do like anything. So it's. Yeah. It's really annoying. Like even me trying to get out of bed and like get up and like push myself up on my like elbows takes a while. And I'm low-key worried, but um, I don't want to go to the doctor because I don't want them to be like, yeah, you're just sore. Like, <laughs> you have shoulder age. cancer. Stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you have cancer at the shoulder. Is that okay, a thing? Wow. Oh, my God. No, That's it's okay. not. It's not, I know it's not a thing. Like, oh my God. Um, so, I mean, I, I probably will go to the doctor. Last night I was like laying in bed and I was like, I can't keep doing this. Uh, but I used my Theragun this morning and that kind of helped a little bit. So I think it's just, I don't know. I think it's stress. I have a massage later this week. So hopefully that helps. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. But then, yeah, I like passed away last weekend. Like, I did a bunch of shit, and then, like, I was like, okay, I'm going to take a nap, and then I just took a very long nap, so. (laughs) Okay, Um, yeah, so if you are new, sorry, I'm Calvin, lol. And I'm Latifa, LMFAO. (laughs) (laughs) 
thought we were doing a thing. <laughs> and um, this is our podcast. We usually start with a segment called Parent Snap about something that we've been loving for the past week. In this yeah. case, it would be the past like three weeks. Basically. Yeah. No, what have you been I can't loving? even think back that far. Um, I'm just going to go with something that was more recent. Uh, I went to or celebrated two marriages this past weekend. Um, a couple two. of friends. Yeah, girl. Um, someone from Mirac that I know um, okay. got married this past weekend. They got married on Saturday and Friday night. Um, I low-key kind of bullied her into like doing something because she wasn't telling anybody because they were kind of like eloping um so last weekend i was like what do you mean we're not going to do anything we should do like a bachelorette bachelor party or at least something and so i kind of bullied into them just like hanging out at a bar um in st mm -hmm. paul so we did that friday night and that was really sweet it's really cute so they got married saturday and then saturday i also went to a lao ceremony for a couple of friends from high school through apyc um, and it was really cool because I saw a lot of people from APYC and like old like high school BP people that I didn't go to high school with, but I knew them through all the friends and stuff. So that was kind of wild, but it was cool. It was a lot of fun. It's it's wedding season. It's fun to celebrate love and all the cute little things. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's my porn snap for the last month or so. What about you? Um. Okay, so just a few small things. Um, I bought this. Uh, it is from The Ordinary. It's a skincare product. It's a, mm. It is from The Ordinary. It's their 7% glycolic acid toner. Um, I've been using it on my face and also my arms. Um, it's supposed to help with, like, brightening your skin. Um, but on the arms, it helps me, like, if I have any acne on my arms it like fades those marks um so if you feel like your face is like a little bit dull or whatever try using this toner i really like it um i've heard people use it on their armpits too to like brighten their armpits because i know a lot of people suffer from dark pits um oh yeah <laughs> so there's also that but yeah i have the same toner oh slay yeah um i yeah so people use it on their dark spots so like their armpits or their inner groin or their knees or elbows. You can do that. You you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> um I have also been loving this. Get ready for the ASMR. This is Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh the Quaker caramel rice crisps. You're disgusting. Um, I know. Isn't that so gross of me to love these? But like what else is new? Well, okay, because like at my old work, they would have a bunch of snacks in the room, and I was like, let me try these out. And they're actually really good. And then let me eat one for you guys. That's so loud. But um, yeah, they're just like the rice crisps that are the caramel flavor. There's other flavors, but this one is the best one, I think. And it's, I like it because I've been um, on a diet recently. So whenever oh. I want something. Yeah, because I'm a fat fuck. <laughs> oh my god, you're so... Okay, first of all, body dysmorphia, but okay. Well, okay. This is another part of my pardon snap, but I'll get into it later. But And that's Kobe at my door. Um, But I think that the iPhone is crazy, bitch. Because when you take a picture of me front-facing, or the, 
the back of the camera, I look very crazy and different. But when George took a picture of me with her Samsung, I look fine. Oh. So I don't know what's going on with the camera, if I'm a fat fuck or what. But first of all, you're never... not. You're just not. Sorry. <laughs> you're not that. I just made a bunch of crumbs on my bed. <laughs> Stupid. Um, but yeah. I will say, though. Oh, like on a Samsung camera, I do look fine. But like as long as soon as it's uploaded to anything other than that Samsung phone, it looks trash. No, I'm saying that like there's something about like the iPhone camera that makes me look bigger than what I actually am. But you're also when it's, using the, when it's the back camera. Oh, the back camera. Mm -hmm. Have you have it like look... on a certain setting? Is it like on the 1.0 setting? Is it on the 0.5? Like, I don't know. My grandma took a picture of me like the other day. And I looked crazy and fat. Did you see I don't your know. grandma? Oh, that was my prayer and snap. I saw her <gasps> yesterday. Oh, that's Colby. Oh, she's in California? Yeah, bitch. She texted me the morning of yesterday and was like, I'm in town. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I saw her yesterday and that was nice. I saw her with my, um, my aunt and my uncle and my one cousin um from california so she's visiting oh, fresno. fresno and then she whenever she visits fresno she will will like come down and see me for like a day um and then you know go back to fresno or whatever i think they're driving up today Jeez. um so it was nice um and then also a few weeks ago i saw joe and ka we went shopping um like from 10 a.m to like 5 p.m Jesus. In downtown LA in Santiago. That was a lot of fun. It's always nice to see them um, and talk to them. And um, it's like a, a nice refresher. If I lived back in Minnesota, I would have a monthly outing with you guys, I think. Just monthly? Actually, well, at least one of a lot. I was like, at least it. once a month, just so that we can all catch um, up. Yeah, catch up, but also like look forward to something. <laughs> True, like a monthly dinner party, like a rotating yeah. dinner party at someone's house would be cute. Yeah, um, so that was nice. And like, I they went with um their sister in laws and their cousins, and I got to hear um all of their family tea, Ooh. and that's nice because um I got to listen to stories about their sister in laws and their mother in law like relationship. Um, because I want to see how I can support um my new sister-in-law coming into this family and i have to see like you know what the dynamics are or whatever so that was nice to hear family tea is always like more fun if it's not yours yeah right so. listening to it though i was like damn i'm kind of lucky <laughs> yeah i was talking Oof. to a couple people from work last week and they were talking about like their mother-in-law and i was like you know never could that could never be me like, yeah, no, thank you. So, roof. Can you hear him? Yes. He's clawing at my door because Kobe. He's is he not bonding door. with his grandma? He's like, I don't actually know. I don't think he is because he's always downstairs next to my room. And then once I open my door, he'll like run into my room. It's like, help me. The, He's like, <laughs> the gays are trying to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but, 
But for those Colby. that don't know, Calvin's on um, uh, part two of Gay Lockdown, low-key. But maybe not. I don't know. It's been a while. They're going to be here until the end of the uh, the end of June. So they're going to be here pride all month. Pride month. I know, right, bitch? Oh, my God. Wow. So, that's yeah, that's been fun. They also, my roommate's like, my mom is, like, concerned because, like, you never are out of your room and, like, you never cook food. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what do you want me to say? Uh, yeah. Um, but those are my purn snaps. Now we can go to a rant, mama. Ooh, I have another short purn snap. Um, okay. I guess I could have mentioned. So I'm a P- Kim Petras girly. Kim Petras? Kim Petras? Kim Petras? Kim Petras. Yeah, I'm a Kim Petras girly now. Um, it's like a very minimal look, like purn snap, but um, yeah, I'm with it. I told Calvin in our group chat the other day, I was like, I think I'm gay now. And I'm, I say that like as a joke. Obviously, I'm not gay. Well, maybe it's not obvious. <laughs> um i am just i am trying to be every stereotypical gay man right now and right now it's um kim petrus i'm a little i'm a little behind but um that's why i think it's very important to stand up for your allies and or not stand up for your allies stand up for who you can and be an ally because as someone who consumes literally nothing but gay media like 90 percent of the time um It'd be stupid if I didn't. So, Valentina and the Ally is back again for Pride Month. And she yeah. never really left. But whatever. We're still here. You know, I was thinking about that. This is uh, something that I love to do. LOL. Which is think of a hypothetical situation and get, get upset about it. Even though it, <laughs> it didn't happen at all. Um, and I was at the gym and I was thinking, what if someone said something to me or you that was rude about black women what would I say to them and I was like obviously I have to say something because you would be there obviously we're best friends and I was like what if I was also wearing my Chloe Bailey t-shirt and I have a Megan Thee Stallion photo card on my phone obviously (laughs) I'm gonna say something I was like what would I say but it's not so obvious because a lot of people are that way but they would never say anything I know, right? But I was like, I was like, what if they actually said something out loud? And I was like, how would I react? I wonder. Um, I think it depends on the mood you're in, and it depends on like who's saying it and like what the context is. Because I know you, and like if it's the right setup, you might swing on a bitch. I really might. (laughs) So like, it's hard to say, but same though. If someone was to say something stupid. Or something ignorant in front of Calvin. And be like, bitch, what the fuck did you say? Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was, that was fueling my uh, gym session yesterday. (laughs) LOL. Rage. What were we talking about? Gay lockdown. Oh, we're going to, (laughs) gay lockdown. We're going to rants. Your rant for the last Oh, okay, yeah. Rant. You rant. Um, Like I said, my shoulders really hurt. Um, and it's at first I thought it was just like maybe I'm on my phone too much because it was originally just like my thumb and my knuckles and it slowly kind of like worked its way to my shoulders and my wrists um and it's like really annoying because like it I kid you not I have such a hard time even like picking up the remote to the tv sometimes and I'm like this isn't normal but I also don't really know what to do about it other than like apply heat 
and like maybe take an Advil and like get a massage or something. So I'm like trying to work it out. I think I might be stress induced. I'm not 100%. What does it feel like? Does it feel like it just feels like sore muscles? It literally because I thought at first because it happened after I worked out. And then I just didn't work out for a few days because I was like, and I actually haven't gone back to work out since because it hasn't stopped. Um, it just feels like when you work out, like you have a really like heavy arm day and like you lifting your arms just hurts, but it's like, it hasn't stopped. So I don't yeah. know. It's really annoying though. I wonder what you did. What did you do, dude? It was like a month ago. So like, I don't know. Cause it's still like last night was really bad. Like it was okay for a few days, but last night it got pretty like, I don't know. It hurt a lot. And like, it keeps me up at night. Cause if I try to like roll over, I roll over onto my shoulder and like that hurts. So I don't really know. I'm just kind of like trying to thrive, you know, I'm just trying to like live my best life, but, um, um my arms are concerning. I know. So I think I'm going to try to go to the doctor in the next couple of weeks. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, probably. Shit. So, yeah. But I don't, I don't think they're going to tell me anything that I already don't know. I feel like it's, it is stress induced and they're going to be like, yeah, just like heat and whatever. I low key was like, maybe I like tore my rotator cuff somehow. And I was like, I don't know how I would do that, but maybe. I mean, yeah, so that's what I feel like going to the doctor too. I'm like, what are they going to tell me that I like don't already like, I don't, not that I don't already know, but like what, like what solutions can they what tell is it me? Gonna, exactly. Cause it's probably just going to be like, they're going to well, say like, Oh, just wait it out and you know, see. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, not super me. Is that your main rant? Um, that, yeah, I guess so. Other than that, like work has been stressful, but I'm not going to talk about it and like family drama stuff, but like mm -hmm. not going to talk about it because <laughs> I'm like right. exhausted. Right, right, um, right, right. But yeah, I guess another rant is that like, I'm just tired, bro. I'm really just tired. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the summer's just starting and like every weekend is already like we have to do something we're gonna do this it's gonna this is gonna happen I'm like I just want to sit in bed like I literally wanted nothing more today than to like sit in bed and order Cheesecake Factory and watch Queer Eye. <laughs> Bitch. I miss my Cheesecake Days. I haven't had She's one in like a She's still on her month. Cheesecake Factory. I haven't okay. had one in like a month. It's so sad. I usually order Cheesecake at least like once or twice a month and I haven't. So I think I low-key thought I have a massage on Friday and I was like, I might just get a hotel room for myself and like not say anything to anybody and just order cheesecake <laughs> back there and like sit in this room by myself. I'm so serious. <laughs> <laughs> My alone time is very important to me. And I just, it just hasn't yeah. happened to like decompress from like anything. So I'm like, maybe yeah. I sound dramatic and maybe I am. But no, I don't think it's dramatic because for, <laughs> for some people it is really important for you to have alone time, like alone, alone, not like just alone in your room when other people are like in your house, but like actually by yourself. Mm -hmm. um, and I was thinking about that because I was with my cousins and um, my aunt and uncle my, and my grandma yesterday. And I was thinking about all the times that Boo Boo would call me and scream, complain to me about hanging out with their cousins. <laughs> <laughs> because um, my little sister, there's only a few people that she can be around for more than a few hours before she, like, she gets annoyed. So whenever she's with my cousins, 
like every few hours she will call me and be like, I fucking hate them. Go pick me up or whatever. Um, and alone time is really important for my little sister. Yeah, um, I feel that. So yeah. Yeah. I looked up. So I don't get that traumatic. I looked up rotator oh, yeah, yeah. cuff pain and I think I'm that's probably what I have. Maybe I tore both of my rotator cuffs somehow. Don't know how I would do that. <laughs> I do do like some dumbbell exercises that maybe my form's not great and I don't know maybe that's what it is. Um but yeah, I think I'm just dying, so it's fine. Rotator cuff pain. Because mm. it's like deep in the shoulder and like a dull achy pain. That's kind of what it feels like. So I don't know. But I also don't want to be like Dr. Google over here being like you have melanoma somehow for your shoulder pain. I was like, like I told you, you got, you got shoulder cancer. <laughs> <laughs> she got, Shayna go have no shoulders. Cut them out. Uh, come on, shoulder implant. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. You can do that? I mean, okay, you can't. Okay. okay, shoulder pads. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, my rant. Um, okay. You're done, right? Yeah, that was it. Okay. Um, so my rant was about um, something I heard and something that has been really, like, in my fucking face all the fucking time, um, which is um, drag bands. And so I listened to this podcast. It's called Literally Gaysians, and it is two gay Asian guys, and they have, they have a podcast. Um, but they invited one of their... Um, friends who is a drag queen um onto their show and i'm gonna play a little excerpt of it excerpt 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 i don't know girl you know i don't speak english yeah uh, uh so i'm gonna play a little excerpt of it but basically what this uh drag queen did was she did a um a reading at a library like drag what is it? Drag reading like for story kids time. or whatever. Yeah. Yes, drag story time. Um, and she was one of the victims of like the Proud Boys. Like they came in and Jesus. they harassed um the kids and the librarians and her. And um, yeah, I'm gonna play a little excerpt of it. I don't get the point of that. Like, why are you harassing kids? Like, you're an adult. Like, may I kind of get the like the drag queen? Like, I get it harassing another adult, but like, how I are you harassing children? That's the thing. It's like they want to protect kids so bad, but then they just traumatize a whole group of kids. I was like, mm, you did what she said that you weren't wanting to do, but then you did it. Okay. Spell it out. Anyway, Mama. here it goes. Hello. Yeah, go for it. They had bandanas over their faces. They had the Proud Boys insignia and colors, black and yellow, all over their shirts. And they took a seat behind the parents and children. And I think. I recognized immediately who they were because I'd been reading about them, but the parents and the kids had no idea what was happening yet. And right before I started my first book, they just started yelling and they were like, I have a question for the tranny. Like who brought this tranny? Um, who brought it? Oh my gosh. Like, this faggot degenerate. Like, are you going to bring your children directly to a pedophile? Like, why are you doing this? And they started immediately accosting and hostily arguing with the parents, with the librarians. Um, it started to escalate, the security guard came, and I realized that it wasn't helping anything for me to still be there, and I was the source of the escalation because they had all of their ire pointed at me. And so I left the room and went to the back, and they 
going to hurl insults at me. They're saying, like, you're not safe here. We're going to find you. Um, what the fuck? So I locked myself in the back, and it took a while for the librarians to call the authorities and for them to come. And when the authorities came, they didn't cite any of them. They didn't get any of their names. Uh, and somebody present on the scene who is not comfortable being publicized heard the cops sympathizing with the Proud Boys and saying, you know, um, it's not that I don't share the same views, boys. It's just that, you know, I have to do this. It's my job. And it was a very, like, Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus situation where it's like, they absolutely knew each other and they absolutely were condoning of this violence and like that's why they didn't take any action against them on site and okay i'm gonna stop there but basically um she continues the story um she locked herself in the bathroom um she had to uh wash off of her makeup uh, wash off her makeup in the bathroom um and then she had to call her partner to bring her um like boy clothes so that she could change um but i believe that she said that she finished she finished her story time and they and they left i believe she finished um and then um and then she had ptsd from that and then she had to hire you know security or have security around with her she didn't feel comfortable leaving her house she was um she stayed in her house for like a good while because they did threaten to like find her address and you know kill her they try to like dox her where does where does this um drag queen live um this is what is her name um this is in san francisco that's in san francisco um well the bay area um still though like the bay area is known for their drag though and like pride and like being super hippie which is like i know that doesn't mean that proud boys can't live there um and one i'm gonna say the police didn't say anything or do anything because they're the same fucking people but like that's neither here nor there like police have been harassing um i know the drag queens aren't necessarily trans but the trans community and anybody that looks inherently like that or the queer community literally since the beginning of time um obviously we're getting into like pride month and like the stonewall riots and like all of that so like i don't know it's just very disheartening because it's it's something that's so innocent and it's literally just reading books like it's literally just reading like the fucking not the cat in the hat probably because it's a little controversial now um but just like fucking rainbow fish or some shit like that like it's all it is fucking frog and toad like let them be yeah um so i thought that was really i thought it was a a moving interview like a a moving piece Uh, the rest the whole interview is not about that but that was just like the main topic that she had um but why is kobe running down the fucking stairs um but that was really interesting i played it until that part about the police because i thought that was very telling and very interesting and like also obvious but it was nice to hear no it, it sucks because i mean obviously there are a lot of um there's a lot going on right now within the country with like florida doing like the don't say gay bill and like disney trying to like 
fight that and like disney threatening to like leave florida or like being forced to leave florida or something i haven't looked fully into it because one i don't think disney's like the greatest corporation um two and because i think florida's literally like just fucking crazy like ron DeSantis is running for president now which is wild uh, but also passing like all these super anti-immigrant anti-lgbtq bills and like wanting to bring florida to the u.s which is first of all gross like i said this in our mirror podcast yesterday like i didn't think there was a worse slogan for a president running like our president campaign than like make america great again but then as soon as Ron DeSantis says like bring florida to the u.s i was like how disgusting like who wants let's that? not <laughs> like i i'm really highly in favor to not do that mm-hmm. um but no it just makes me really sad because i i don't see that the drag community that's what it is like yeah every once in a while and i think i think the predatory issue is not drag queens the predatory issue is just men like let's just be frank about it like i promise you that there are proud boys who probably are pedophiles and are like do all the bunch of shit and are also racist and homophobic transphobic all these things xenophobic but to them it's the men who quote unquote put themselves around children but like proud boys have kids they have families they try to in like coerce younger people on motorcycles to like ride with them so like it just doesn't it doesn't make sense yeah so. well that's what i was um hearing on tiktok lol is that um i suddenly forgot what i was gonna say <laughs> what the fuck was i gonna say you guys on TikTok, it was about um, maybe prop boys, maybe the LGBTQ community, maybe about drag. Maybe oh, about oh, um, the children. The children are like a, a really easy group to advocate for because they're kids and they can't speak of, speak up for themselves and they're monolithic or whatever. And so it's very easy for people to be like, well, what about the kids? What about the kids? Well, everyone doesn't want kids to be harmed. And so where was I going with that? I think harm looks different uh, to certain people because, yeah, it's easy to advocate for kids because they're, they have to be educated for until they're 18. Like, as a parent, you can, you're supposed to make choices that are best for your kids, which is really dumb because, like, even me thinking about this right now, it's like, what if there was a kid whose parents brought them there because, like, their kid maybe thinks that they're trans and they just needed something, like, some type of representation or just some type, of, some type of understanding of being like, this is what this could look like, or this is what someone in a queer space looks like. But now they see someone in a queer space who they may have been able to look up to, maybe have as a mentor, maybe has as a role model, and then they were harassed, and the people who harassed them received no repercussions. Like, I think that's um, what's really scary. I, uh... That's scary. I don't know if that's what I was going to say, though. I I think I was going to (laughs) say, I I was going to say, like, you can stand up for kids, but, and and it just makes you think and look like you're a better person, but you're in actuality, you're a terrible person. Kind of like people who are pro-life, like you're speaking for an unborn child because it, you, the child is not going to be able to ask you for anything. But once that child grows up and it's in the foster care system or it's adopted or whatever, and it's asking you for rights or money or whatever, you're like, mm, Or no. the parents need help with, like, housing 
either you have to get more Section 8 housing yeah. or whatever the case, child support, then it's like, yeah. well, you shouldn't have gotten it, pregnant. It, it's like, okay, it's like, well. a, it's like a self-glorifying issue, children's, or, you know, the, the advocacy for children. Yeah, um, absolutely. Which, and it's just funny because in this particular interview, they were like, yeah, they came in screaming and the kids were like, what the fuck is going on? And you advocate for children's rights and you want them to protect it. But then you just brought a whole bunch of AR-15s into a library. And you just traumatize these kids for the rest of their life. So you want to advocate for kids. But at the same time, you don't. Because let's just say it, you're just homophobic. That's what you're... They yeah. have nothing to do with the kids. It has nothing to do with kids. It has everything for your self-preservation and to make you feel like you're, you can stay within like your quote unquote comfort zone and not have to learn anything else or um, quote unquote tolerate anything else. And I think that's really stupid. And unfortunately, I think this is a rhetoric that again, I, I'm pulling, I'm bringing this up again because I've seen this at protests too, where police will sympathize with like counter protesters and like Trump supporters and being like, Hey, like I get it. It's really annoying, but like, you can't, you can't put your, you can't point your AR-15 at a 16-year-old girl. Be like, bitch, what the fuck? Like, how are you not arresting these people? Like, I just don't understand. Like, yeah. the system yeah. is not in favor for anything other than white supremacy. And I just don't, I don't know. I know it's, like, yeah. hard for people to, like, lose the I thought and the idea that, like, police are here to protect and serve us. But I don't know. There have been plenty of times where that has not been proven to be true. So... Yeah. At least not protect and serve me, but whatever. Um, have you seen the Target um, gay pride issues? Oh, how um, people were complaining and then now they've moved all the stuff to like the back of the stores? Yeah, so there's been issues with Target because people keep complaining about it, about the pride stuff being in front. So that's one issue as well. The other First issue of is all, that... the Live Laugh Lesbian t-shirt is very cute. So like... I don't know why everybody... I know. I was like, I kind of want it. <laughs> I don't know if I can wear that, but... <laughs> Live Laugh Lesbian. I think it's hilarious. I think that is so camp, LOL. People were hating it on really it, but is. I was like, this is camp, and you guys like actually don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's one issue. And then the other issue is that in, in the section of regular clothes, just not Pride merch, but just regular clothes that are sold to young boys, like, you know, the little kids... There's like rainbows, there's like dinosaurs with rainbows, there's a rainbow shirt with like a construction, you know, bulldozer or whatever. There's more colorful clothes in the boys section and Christian white conservatives are upset that this is a gay agenda being pushed onto their kids and they are complaining to Target, they want to boycott Target. The thing I want to say about that is that Bitch, it's closed. It's not going to make your kids fucking gay. If your kids are gay, they were gay before they were wearing the fucking clothes. Secondly, these people want to say that, like, masculinity is under attack. Bitch, it's not. If you don't like it, just shop somewhere else. It's so confusing because they frame masculinity as so strong and yet so fragile. It's so, which so one is it? fragile. And it's, it's dumb because I've had this conversation with someone recently where, like, masculinity is what you make of it. Like, I don't really think that it is 
this whole which is weird because i feel like we go in and out of this and i feel like we were people dealt with this in like the 80s and like the 90s where men were getting like super skinny or like i think of prince or i think of lenny kravitz and people who were like testing gender norms with clothing and oh, just dennis doing, rodman <laughs> dennis rodman like all these people or just like the really big hair bands where all these men have like super long hair and i feel like masculinity hasn't been something that is always i don't know i feel like masculinity isn't this whole like oh it's like a man men era where men wear suits and they're fucking womanizers and they have drinking problems and like like why do would you want that like why do you want that to be the men that you surround yourself with like obviously mm -hmm. that wasn't working there's a reason why we moved away from that there's a reason why men moved away with that because it's toxic the men's suicide rate in this country is kind of absurd and like it's like one in every five men or something like that like have depression or have thoughts of suicide um so it's it's weird to me that we put all this pressure on men to be quote unquote like manly men but at the same time like being masculine can just mean like you're comfortable wearing a dress or a skirt or you're okay putting a little bit of concealer on or you're okay letting your kid wear fucking rainbows with dinosaurs because why can't girls like dinosaurs and why do rainbows have to mean like gay? i mean i know that it's like a queer thing but like not every single rainbow is gay bro like, that's yeah just not, i don't know um it's just interesting to me because like you frame masculinity as so strong and so indefeatable and yet so fragile that it can be broken by just wearing a t-shirt or even just seeing a, a rainbow so yeah. which one is it is it strong or is it fragile and is it always just fleeting then um it's also very much giving me like the starbucks cup like what do you mean i have to say happy holidays in my starbucks cup is yeah. going to have mint and print yeah it. it's a it's a non-issue i think to me Oh, 100%. And it's some uh, weird distraction. But yeah, anyway, so back to the Pride March. Um, so people have been like going and harassing, again, white Christian conservatives have been going and harassing these employees. And also, like, what are like, the employees going to do about it? Like, what are you yeah, going to yell like, at a 17 year old kid being like, why is this gay shit in the front of the store? Be like, I'm 17. Like, I make $14 an hour. Yeah, I'm like, I'm getting paid $10 an hour to stand here. So I'm not quite sure. Um, and then they're also like taking down the um, displays at Target and like just trashing them. So what do you think? Is it right of Target to move it to the back? Or is it because they're you know trying to protect their employees? Or is it wrong of them because they're like, okay, well, now you're just being um, like performative? I'm glad that you asked. So, <laughs> um, so obviously I've been talking about taking back pride and taking back pride is like anti-corporation, anti-police pride at the end of June in Minneapolis. So basically we're going to interrupt the pride parade that Sunday morning and kind of not, we're going to say that like pride was a riot and like police shouldn't be here. And it's not about the corporations. And I think Target is like the perfect example this year because if Target was really about it and like really wanted to stand in solidarity with the LGBTQ community because they're making millions of dollars selling all this pride merch, selling all this camp ass merch, live, laugh, lesbian, all this shit. And then you're going to be like, as soon as we're slightly threatened, we're going to recoil. 
like we're just gonna be like oh okay sorry we're offending people and i guess that means that we're done and like mm -hmm. that's not what allyship is and that's not why you should be doing it if you want to stand in solidarity that means you're staying in solidarity that doesn't mean that you just like well things got a little tough and it could really hurt some sales and yes i get that like employee uh, protection is safe but like if you have to get like if you have to train your staff or if you have to figure out a way that you either escort these people out of the store because they're literally um vandalizing your store then like do that send that fucking karen to jail send her hey. and her like just do it like that's not okay her that's all i would almost not necessarily but almost constituted like similar to like a hate crime like it is attacking merchandise for like obviously a a minority not minority group of people i think there are just as many gay people out in the world that just maybe not realize or maybe not be out as are as the straight people and like it is it's dumb to not recognize that and i think target is wrong for what they're doing i don't think pride is anything to be ashamed of it's literally one month like karen yeah. if you're so mad don't go to target this month yeah like, or just don't do? go to target at all because yeah. these people love to be like this is a free market. I can do whatever I want. I can buy whatever I want and want buy. You're gonna lose a customer for me. Like, shut yeah. Up. It's like if you don't want to see it. Oh, and well, that's coming from us who are you know, kind of used to that. Where it's like, if, it, I don't know how to say this. It's like when used to being like, okay, well, if we don't like it, then we'll just either deal with it and be tolerable of it, and continue to do and well, live they were entitled. the way we do. But I yeah, feel like well, it's the yeah. same people who were like very upset when toys at Target stopped being organized by gender, quote unquote, and by like age group. Like it's the same people over and over again. So it's not just going to stop at LGBTQ. It's going to go to gender norms. It's going to go to at some point like Black History Month, Latino History Month, Asian Pacific Islander Month. Like it's going to continue in those senses. It's not going to just stop with pride. Like if you give them an inch here, they'd be like, well, stop selling stuff during black history month now like yeah. why do i have to be reminded that i'm terrible because i'm a white person and like i feel like that rhetoric is just going to continue if you let it go with pride merch they'll just keep pushing and if we continue to let them then like target's just not going to be in quote-unquote inclusive anymore and it's already like yeah. showing signs that it yeah. won't be so um, well, I was just saying that I would just wish people could be more tolerable of other people because I think that people of color and me as a queer person, you know, it's like, yeah, I don't really care if you're whatever because I don't know. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. And like, that's the thing. Like, I just don't. Are there people out there like I read or I see things about like certain religions or certain like groups of people? regardless and i'm like oh i don't agree with that but like i don't have i don't have to do with that on like my personal life or like my daily basis so like i'm not going to speak out about it or be like that's not allowed like that's dumb like there are very few things that i'd be like that's not appropriate that needs to go like i don't agree with yeah. this i just think that maybe a part of it also is that these people think that well well i'll just say white christian conservatives think that this world is for them and them only and so when they go to a target a public store you know that everyone goes to and they see that something that they don't like they think that this store is for me it should only service me whereas people of color and minorities and you know people that are queer like 
well, this store is it's for everyone. <laughs> like, it's not just right. for you. It's for me as well. Like, and, you know, whatever else. I don't know. No. And it's dumb because I feel like, and I don't want to just necessarily attack Christianity because I know that there are other religions that kind of view um, queer culture and, like, being queer and it's just i mean it's outlawed in a lot of countries and still punishable by death in some um but i will say that a lot of the time like other cultural groups or other religious groups will have their own stories like you have halal stores you have kosher stores you have all these things where you can go to but with people assuming that everyone in america is christian or everyone around them is christian like y'all already fucking won like you have the calendar we literally count our years from like the day like the death of christ it's like y'all are already one so like let it go target can be whatever it needs to be not everything needs to be super religious or anything like i get paying in like playing into the market during like easter or like christmas and certain things because it is unfortunately a commercialized holiday at this point it's not anything religious with america for the masses but what is christmas easter oh christmas yeah like i don't know i very i don't know many people who celebrate christmas because it's like a religious thing anymore it's like we're supposed to get presents we live in this my dad straight up told me at like 12 he's like we celebrate because of com like commercialism and like capitalism we have nothing like no religious ties to this and i don't know if anybody that really does so like i don't know um what were we talking about <laughs> um target. conservatives and target and like how yeah, they feel entitled target. to being like oh this is just how target is crazy y'all that is so crazy i was actually went to target and the targets here in california are not fun they're not good they're small the one by your house wasn't bad but i guess it's like a touristy one it's a touristy one i hate going there because it the lines are always so long oh my god i went I to a target that was like four aisles i was like bitch what the fuck? yeah targets in california are ass and so are the marshals in here but you guys have ross yeah the rosses and the marshals are like just really not as clean or organized they're also smaller organized here i don't like going anymore it's too much work for me oh my god you're such a marshall's hater i'm not i only go for like kitchen stuff maybe or like home yeah. stuff but i like i won't go clothes shopping because it's just too much to go through i do go clothes shopping there because i just need like gym shorts and shirts and tank tops i will go for workout stuff i'll say that because it's yeah. just cheaper um, but like actual clothes, like I went and I tried to find a blouse the other day and I was like, I just can't, like, I don't have the patience for this. Oh my God. Okay. All right. Um, anything else about that? Should we move on to an, a different topic? Yeah, we can move on. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Do you have anything? Um, oh, I guess I can talk about like, this has like a very, I feel like it's like I've sounded very angry this episode so far, but um, it's okay. It's okay to be angry. So um, I, talk, we were, I talked about Ron DeSantis earlier and like how he was running for president and how recently he just passed this bill. I think it's 18, 1718 um, bill that basically is 
criminalizing anything to do with quote unquote illegal immigrants. Um, and what it uh, is, yeah. is like, if you're a small business, you have to now use E-Verify, which is a system that was put in place um, or suggested during the Obama era. And what it is, is like, once someone gives you their credentials, you're supposed to put it into E-Verify and it will give you like, if they are eligible to work in the U.S. or not, or if they have citizenship or whatever the case, or if like, it's a fake social light or social security number, or driver's license number, whatever the case. Um, so they're requiring people to use it. And this is going to affect small businesses a lot because if you don't use it, um, they will fine you $1,000 a day um, for not using E-Verify. And also with this bill, if you are caught, let me just pull the article again. Like it's really, it's really fucked up. Um, I think it's something if you are traveling with like a minor or you're traveling with like five people who are um, illegal immigrants or just don't have papers then you could go to jail for like up to 10 years or like or pay a fine of like fifteen thousand dollars um yeah the laws are crazy like i saw a tiktok lol um of this guy who lives in florida and he's like yeah, usually there's like a hundred people on the construction site, but today there's like two because these, you know, families have like stopped working because they're so afraid of being deported or they have moved out of state already. Yep. Um, so that it, it, I feel differently and I feel kind of, I don't know how I feel about this because yes, I think it, it's important to be like, these people are, you know, such a, a backbone to the society and like you know they are the agricultural workers they are the construction site workers but also they're people and they're i don't know what i'm trying to say like they're not just agricultural workers like you shouldn't be upset that like you have no agricultural workers now because they're people too i don't know what i'm trying to say yeah it's it's a weird thing I i think i get what you're trying to say like um this country has always made money on like immigrant labor and um takes advantage of immigrant labor and just like throughout i mean i know even growing up i had a lot of friends who were southeast asian and to this day a lot of their families like work in factories like i have um, a neighbor across the street um, from my parents house and she's like near 60 and her english isn't great and she just works in a factory and like she gets by But, like, I don't know if she's ever had to deal with, like, wage theft or even knows how to advocate for herself in wage theft or what that looks like. And, like, with this, like you said, um, people are going to start not going to work and are fleeing Florida specifically. Another thing, so Minnesota passed driver's license for all this past year. And we actually also just passed Medicare or state Medicaid for undocumented immigrants as well. Period. Meaning that these people can go get healthcare and go get the help that they need and continue to be contributors to society as they are. And I hate the sentiment of like, oh, they're stealing all these jobs. But it's like you go to the back of like any restaurant kitchen, you're going to find people who are immigrants. You're going to find like, like you said, construction workers, um, service industry, whether it's like hospitality or whatever. Like those are all so heavily, heavily, heavily immigrant um, employed that you're going to start seeing shortages and you're going to start seeing like people cutting corners on 
um, labor costs and because they just can't fill the positions because other people won't fill them. I think the sentiment of like, oh, they're stealing jobs is always stupid mm. because um, the jobs that they're taking aren't jobs where you're like, oh, you're a doctor, you're in a software engineer, you're doing all these things. Like they're doing the jobs that other people already don't want to do. Yeah. No. Well, yes, I, I was saying that, but I was also saying like, I think a lot of the um, the liberals are being like, see, see now look, Ron DeSantis, now you don't have any agricultural workers and you know, they're, they are, you know, the backbone of agriculture. So now you don't have any workers to do all the stuff that you can't mm-hmm. have people do. But at the same time, it's like, yes, you should want workers and you should advocate for them because they are, are good workers. But I still think that they're more than just their job. You should advocate for them, right. for, advocate for them because they are people and they deserve like basic human rights and they're just trying to flee their country. They're not just here for your little workers and they're not, that's not the only thing that they can do or whatever. No, exactly. Um, like they don't deserve to live in fear and like be at risk to being like having to possibly share their status with someone and be afraid that they could be deported yeah. or something could happen. Like they are people and like these are our families. And I watched a documentary a few years ago. I don't remember what it was, but it literally was like a woman who was married with kids and had lived in this country for like 20 something years. Her husband was like literally an Afghan war, like served two or three tours in Afghanistan. And she got pulled over for a routine traffic stop and they just happened to check. And they were like, you're not here legally. And like she was deported. And like, that's what I think of. Like, I don't necessarily, like, yes, it, there are a lot of people who are moving here now and have moved here within like the last year, year and a half or last few years. But there are also people who have been established here for a very long time and like don't know what their country back home is like because they grew up here and they've made a life for themselves here. And it's very disheartening and it's very gross to be like, well, you should have been here, quote unquote, legally, even though that process is literally forever and really expensive and it's just not attainable for the average person. So, yeah, they are they're people, too. It's not just like workers and stuff and workers rights are very important as well, but they're human beings and they just yeah. want to, like, live their life and, like, enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the sent- uh, one, this quote kind of goes into sentiment with what I'm thinking of is if you've ever heard the Kelly Osborne quote, which is like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is like, what about, she's like, President Trump, what if you get rid of, deport all of the um, Mexicans, then what, then who's going to clean your toilets, huh? And then everyone on the view is like, um, Wait well, a minute. no, yeah, like, hold on, hold on. And then she's like, she's trying to backpedal it. Oh my God, that's so funny. No, for sure. It, it it's it's tough because there is truth to that to an extent, but it's like they're not like you said, they're not just the people cleaning fucking toilets and it's like it's <laughs> I was like, Kelly why do you say that? I also <laughs> think that people overlook that they're immigrants that aren't Latino. Like there are a lot of Haitian immigrants, especially in Florida, yeah. or like mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who are Southeast Asian immigrants move to Florida because of like the climate and it's just quote unquote closer to like what they grew up with back home. And so it is across the board and unfortunately they are going to look at latino and like black and brown immigrants before they'll look at like european immigrants for whatever reason i mean we know why but like it's there so it's it's weird 
if anybody gets deported, I hope it's the fucking Cubans that voted for Trump or tried to vote for Trump or like that. <laughs> but whatever. Oh my god, Cubans. Period. Okay. Um Do you want to talk wanted... about the Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, what do you say? I was gonna say the AEPI bill because I actually didn't hear about this. Oh, yes. Um, so Florida is weirdly passing an AAPI history bill where it'll be taught like in schools. Um I'm not quite sure what the in and outs of that bill, but interesting because as a as have a, you heard of the Tampa Five though? No. So the Tampa Five are like five students in Southern Florida who are literally facing felony charges because Florida was trying to get rid of like ethnic studies. Um, so they were like, protesting on campus and now they're facing like all these felony charges and potentially going to jail um, for oh, advocating yeah. for that. So it's interesting that they passed an API bill. Well, yeah, so on TikTok, LOL. All right, yeah. Um, Surprise. I saw this, yeah, I saw a video where like, you know, seemingly this API history bill is you know, important because it's like, oh my God, finally they're going to be teaching like ethnic studies and classes and whatever else. The only thing with that is that if you look at what Roger Santos has been passing lately, it can only mean that, and this is just coming from me, is that this history bill is not going to be really used to educate per se, but it's going to be used as a wedge to not only perpetuate the model minority, but use this against you know, black and brown people and to be like, hey, look, listen, if if Asian people could come here and like do all this and like do whatever else and why can't you? And then also look, this is how they did it. And then also look, they're not going to be teaching, you know, intersectionality and how, you know, the Black Panthers work with like the Asian American community too. They're not going to be teaching that. So I uh -huh. think this is just going to be used to push a uh, more racial divide. Um, I think that it, it's it's strategic i mean at least you get it's strategic yeah is what i'm trying to say yeah um but it's also kind of like if you just read the headline it's like yay but if you really think about it critically which i don't think a lot of people know how to do lol um i feel like it could be strategic and given the past of his previous bills and what he's wanting to do um it is very strategic yeah, um, I so think that's that on that. No, I think that's exactly what they try to do um, with a lot of this stuff where it's like, if you give some community like some growth opportunity, then you're like, yeah, see, Ron DeSantis is doing good work. Like he cares about us because we're, we're good immigrants. We're good people into society. But mm -hmm. like, they're not gonna, like you said, they're not gonna talk about like internment camps or they're not going to talk about like the Chinese Exclusion Act or things like that, where it's like, okay, well, actually, yeah, maybe, maybe not. So. Um, also, a big uh, strategic thing that I saw recently was, or, it, not recently, but it's been happening in the past, is if you've ever seen um, the um, court cases for... Um, what is it called, Diva? Uh, I don't know. What is it called when it, it's like uh, a person of color that they get into school? What is it called? Oh, like affirmative action? Affirmative action, yeah. Uh, strategic because there was a, 
a white girl that didn't get in and she was like bitch it's because i'm white bitch it's because you have bad grades bitch so then that same lawyer was like okay well i'm trying to get rid of affirmative action so i'm gonna uphold um the model minority and i'm gonna use asian clients now and i'm gonna get asian people behind my back because you know they're smart and whatever else and if they can't get into college then it's because they're um they're asian and they have too many asian people um so that has been recently happening i think the past like year or so i just want to bring that up whenever i think of um white people at affirmative action i think of that girl who was it like it was some school in california i don't remember if it's usc or what it was oh she's like ching tong ting tong lingo yes that girl (laughs) yeah that girl (laughs) (laughs) uh back when youtube was uh how how do you say como se qua just i'm very honest so stupid (laughs) (laughs) we can say it because that's us okay it's not (laughs) you can also Um, laugh it's okay it's funny it's really fucked up but it's funny low-key she's so right though chinese people are everywhere oh my god i'm not touching this topic (laughs) You're allowed to feel how you feel. <laughs> I'm staying I'm silent on one. this. <laughs> I am. A- um, I-, I wanted to talk about this, which is family business and white mediocrity and nepotism. Um, okay. Because at my former job, the one I that so I work in a new job. You guys, sorry, I didn't. I don't think I said anything. Oh yeah, how's the new shift change for you? Uh, it's actually fine because I work at. I get there at 8 and I leave at like 4, 4, 15-ish. Oh, so it's not like 10 to 6? No, the first day was 10 to 6. Oh. And then she was like, you can do whatever. <laughs> and yeah, she was like, it's okay. actually better that you come in at 8. So. Period. Period. But the one thing that I hate, bitch, is that it is a 14-mile drive. It takes me 50 minutes to get there. Ew. And the 14 miles is the same as my old job. But in the opposite direction, and when I used to go to work at that job, it took it was me fifteen traffic. minutes. Yeah, Gabbage. ew, isn't that crazy? My God, that's so. Annoying. I hate that for you. Um, but no, my new job is fine. It's just a lot of it. They're not open yet, so um, it's just a lot of like work alone. <laughs> it's just literally me and two other people. So we haven't really hired anyone else. Um, I've just been writing standards of operation, or standard operating SOPs. Yeah, whatever. Um, And I was making, like, new documents and whatever else. Um, Next week, I'm going to start doing actual training in the lab. Um, And I'm assuming that they're going to start training me to be, like, some higher up or whatever. Because I am, like, the third person that they hired but anyway at my old job it was a family business it was actually a quite of a large business um it was maybe like maybe 50 people or so but it started as a family business and um the ceo and the co the co-owners are brother and sister and so that made me think of um my family because my family owns a family business as well and it's owned by my grandparents. And I used to work. I used to work there um, in the summer when I was off. 
of school and I would do like their insurance billing and whatever else. And my family works at my aunts and my, my dad and my uncles work there as well. And I'm trying to wonder if the other people that were employed, they were family as well, but they weren't immediate family, thought that it was annoying for me to be there and work. Because you're like just a kid and you're doing something that you probably need like a CPT for or something like that. No, because I'm, I'm like the grandchild, like I'm the baby, like I didn't quote unquote deserve to be here, but I'm here. Um, because that was a sentiment that I had <laughs> at my old job because they would hire just like their kids and stuff. And I think it and- varies though. Cause like, I think for your specific, like it was among family, like among own family business. So it's like a little different. They're like, oh, they're probably like, I don't know. I could be wrong. Like I would think that, oh, it's a family owned business and they're Hmong. Um, good for them for like keeping employment with like the Hmong community and like giving their family yeah. something to like take over well, later on. Well, and I think it's a different case because obviously I'm a person of color. Oh, <laughs> well. Um, and so for me, I, I believe that I was actually good at my job and I would stay in the office and do whatever. Um, for this company, they hired like their stepson and he would reek of weed <laughs> and oh, wow. like take naps and stuff. And oh my he God, would, he would like leave to get picked up by his mom. And like they, he came back with like a uh, piercing and like new tattoos and stuff. So How he old would, was he? Uh, 21. Baby. I mean, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. But I think that, you know, for a regular employee, I'm watching this and being like, well, I can't do half this shit. Yeah, I can't do that. Um, But at the same time, it's like, when I was working at my grandparents, you know, I could probably do that as well. I just didn't. Um, And I think that's what it is. I think it's knowing if or you if you can take advantage and if you'll take advantage. Because like a lot of the time, I think that it it is just like some people it's either one or two ways like you know that you have a job and you're like i can do whatever the fuck i want like i basically run this place i own this place but then there are other people who get to a job especially with families that are like i have to earn my keep because i don't want people to look at me like the like you're saying like the way that people are you were looking at this person yeah um but i was thinking of white mediocrity because it's like Dude, yeah, if I, if I had, so his, his position is not the same as mine. His position is like an assistant to um, another person. So I was like, if someone else wanted your job, they would have to have these qualifications and be like uptight like that and, you know, not be able to take breaks and whatever else. Right. And um, it made me think of um, when my mom was married to um, this white guy. And I asked Boo Boo the other day as well, if it was traumatizing for her to be in that household. And she was like, hell yeah, bitch. Um, white mediocrity of them just being not only able to just accept the job that they whatever job they can get but like just not have that drive to succeed I don't know if that is a cultural thing or if that's just something that was imparted to me by my parents or maybe both but I just felt like it was mediocrity at its finest I don't know yeah, I was actually, it's funny you say that. I was just talking to Miguel about this before he left. Um, that, like, some people are okay with, like, living mediocre lives. 
And like, I'm yeah. not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Like, but I think that if you are white and mediocre, I think you can get farther than if you were a person of color and mediocre. Yeah, because people yeah. expect like the black excellence, the like, oh, you're Asian, you're supposed to be really smart, like you should have no problem doing this, whatever the case, and like that's yeah. expected of you. And I yeah. think it's also like ingrained in us that we have to work harder to like prove our worth. Um, mm. So I think that's definitely a thing. But yeah, some people like yeah with white mediocrity specifically, like, some people are okay just like getting by and doing the bare minimum to mm-hmm. succeed and like it is more times than not especially with men where it's like well he's dedicated because he's been here a long time he's like yeah but he doesn't do anything like i can't tell you how many times where people um especially like even at my current job and like i've fired people people are like but they're good workers like they're here on time and like they clock in on time and they're out on time and like they're always willing to help i'm like but they don't do anything during the day like they literally do nothing but to you it's mm-hmm. like oh they're doing so much they're such model employees i'm like to who <laughs> to whom yeah <laughs> well I, I think about this a lot which is the difference between my mom's ex's kids and her kids which is my, you me guys. And my sister yeah because she would always complain like oh my god they're home all the fucking time like they're screaming all the time one of them is in college, but it's not going to finish. Like she has, she has no aspirations to, you know, go higher or like finish her degree or whatever else. I'm like, well, I don't know, mom. Like, I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. Like you don't know the people. So it's like hard to. No, I just don't know what I was trying to say. <laughs> With okay. that, I don't know why I brought that up. Just to uh, give some tea, mamas. Oh. Um, yeah, that's what I was thinking about at my job. But yeah, new job's fine. Old job was fine too, but they just didn't pay me enough. But you have like benefits now though, don't you? Um, yeah, so this job is nice because it's what I was doing before, which is a cannabis job. Um, it is the owner of this owns a clinical lab and also this cannabis lab. So it's nice because um, I'm actually on the clinical lab's payroll, and so I'll get all of their benefits. Um, so I get like healthcare and like whatever else, and a for a wunk. And um, <laughs> why did you say it like that? A for a wunk, for a one k, for a wunk. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> and yeah, it makes me less nervous because like the other job when the job that closed down the lab that closed down the owner had a clinical lab but he sold it so this was his sole lab so at least i know that if if this lab goes down it's being funded by the clinical lab so at least like you know there's some there's some cushion yeah or maybe i'll just work at the clinical lab actually no just kidding this lab is this job is a last lab excuse me this job is a last job i'm going to have here when this job goes down i'm going back home is that your final decision? Period. That is my final answer. Because now weed is going to be legalized in Minnesota. I don't have to be here anymore. True. Yeah, now you'll have like more experience. You can literally say that you started up a lab. Mama, I started up two labs. And Period. Because, because they can't, uh, the first lab is closed, bitch. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if I stop at uh, November. I'm going to say that ended uh, in fucking 
last month. I don't care. You're going to be like fucking um, the people who said that they're going to put Twitter on their resume. When Twitter, no, when yeah, people were like, Twitter I'm going to put fucking manager of Toys R Us. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to check? Yeah, who's going to check, bitch? That's um, so funny. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. You want to talk about Ice Spice? Oh, because of the Taylor Swift thing. Do you not hear about this? Yeah, Ice Spice being on her song and her boyfriend is like... Low-key racist. Yeah, so Taylor Swift is dating someone who is a Some racist. Some dude from the 1975, which I think is a mediocre band anyway. I don't know why people like Never them. Never heard of them. Exactly. Exactly. But also, like, who the fuck listens to Taylor Swift? But, again, I do have a couple friends who are Swifties. I don't get it, but, like, do you? There are people who don't understand Beyonce, which I don't understand, but, like, it's okay. We're okay. It's okay to have varying opinions, even if someone's is wrong. Um, <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> anyway. Um, Taylor Swift is dating some dude from the 1975. I don't even know what this fuck his name is, because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was he was on a podcast, and the podcast literally was taken down because he was saying something, um, talking. He's racist about her being Dominican, and um, what is she? She's Dominican, and I should find the article again. I'm sorry, but basically, people are like Taylor Swift only talks about issues when they're relevant to her and where she can benefit from them. Um, and it's true. Yeah. And people are like, well, they actually haven't confirmed if they're dating or not yet. And blah, blah, blah. Let me. Yeah. But what's brazy is that, yes, he said some very disheartening things about Ice Spice. And then Taylor Swift was like, well, Ice Spice, why don't you like be on my song in the remix? And she was like, okay, sure. And so it was just crazy to me for not only Ice Spice to be like, okay, but for her to be on the remix when your boyfriend is like actively hating on Ice Spice. I don't know. That's so weird. I wasn't a fan of that. Ew. Okay. So I have the article now. <laughs> the title of the article, it is BuzzFeed. So like, it's, it's interesting. Taylor Swift has been branded another complicit white woman after Maddie Healy admitted to masturbating to hardcore pornography that did it, that degrades and humiliates black women three months ago. I didn't know all that. I thought he was just yeah. said racist shit. So, um, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. They've been seen together a lot. They've been seen kissing. Uh, he's been filmed doing a Nazi salute during a concert in January. Um, you know, okay. So, he, if... Could you have friends? Okay. Because I am a true believer that who you surround yourself with and who you date is a reflection on you. And yeah, we've talked about this before. It's this, we've talked about this before because it's the girl who's like, I love gay people, but my boyfriend's homophobic. Yeah. The bitch, you're homophobic. Yeah, because you're allowing it. Yes. Um, yeah. So that, that's what the, that's what people are mad about about Taylor Swift is like, okay, obviously you're, you hate black women. <laughs> you hate women in general, except yeah, when, when they're white or when not you. Or he had somebody said white. specifically about um, Ice Spice, which I won't repeat it, 
um but basically was say, using like derogatory terms for like um indigenous people from like the arctic circle region and basically calling her he also called her a chubby chinese lady and like mock and like mocking her like mocking accents you can find the clips they it was bad enough that they took the episode that podcast episode down um, yeah but yeah i mean yeah. he's gross yeah well so it's like i don't know it's just like she must in her deepest 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 thoughts deep within herself or whatever she must either one think that think that like agree with him or two, is okay with it yeah is okay with it which in turn you think that as well yeah and it's it's really it's what rough because like obviously i'm no taylor swift fan like that's not a secret that's never been like anything you try to hide but there are people that she's dated that like are okay and not as controversial as this dude so like yeah. cut your losses t swift have you ever been in that situation, Diva, where it's like you or your partner like don't agree on something, or you and your friend like strongly morals? Yeah. Um. And that you had to like break up with them. Uh, I know I dated a guy, like before, obviously before Miguel and I dated, and I was younger. He was very religious, and I, we never really talked about like me having gay friends or anything but i could tell that he was like uncomfortable around certain things and like definitely would like shy away from certain stuff um and i don't want to say that's ultimately why we ended i mean we ended for like a lot of reasons but that was always something that i always kind of felt like was weird it's like well i'm not and i've always been someone who's been like well just because you don't like this person doesn't mean that i'm gonna stop hanging out with them which at like in hindsight still isn't enough like if you're not going to be accepting of my friends to that extent and you're going to have weird comments um yeah that's weird oh i did date a guy who made comments about my friends being fat once and i was like that's not cool like that's really yeah. fucked up that you said that um yeah. but we didn't date for much longer after that yeah so um yes hmm, let me see um i for me personally and then i i know i'll say too examples for me personally i had a friend that it was just a one comment but that i know of that said and i think that I told you this already but he was like yeah she's pretty for a black girl and that was the last time I oh hung out yeah, with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i was like i'm not actually going to talk to you ever again after that and i didn't <laughs> um if you've ever like hung out with someone and in the back of your mind, hang out with them, and you're like, yeah, this is the last time I'm going to see you, huh? That's what I was thinking about that in, like, the car, in his car. Um, and then my other example is my mom, actually. Because my mom was married to this guy, um, and they just divorced, like, a, like, years ago. But I think that my little sister was saying that he didn't like gay people and that he was a trump supporter and so i was wondering if my mom feels any guilt how would your mom not know that before they got married though i don't know i think i was i was gonna say i think my mom probably would feel a lot of guilt being still married to him because if you're voting in different directions i feel like your vote gets canceled out you're as a as a couple 
Um, but I feel like she would have a lot of guilt because obviously you're the person that you're married to is not a fan or will support your son, your oldest son. So I wonder if my mom feels any guilt for that. They obviously yeah. didn't last, but if I was married to someone who... It's not like he was like, get the fuck out of here. But in a way, he was. Because the way that he was voting or the way that he thought or whatever else was like that. If I was married to someone that was the opposite of the way I think, I think that I would feel guilty for my my uh, children, if I had children. Yeah, I think that. it's it's tough, especially when you're a parent. Um because you obviously want so well maybe it's not obvious because i know that it's not always the case um but people who don't accept your children i think it's just really dumb because yes a partner is a partner but like you birth your children and like they look to you for support for the rest of their lives and like if you show that you can't stand with them in that then like good luck they're gonna go no contact girl so yeah it was a weird it was a weird time when my mom was married or it was kind of random it was uh it was funny (laughs) but it's okay she's better now yeah she is period um i think that's it we're at like one an hour and 20 minutes yeah i think we're good i don't really have anything else unless you have anything else i don't all right bye guys Period. Okay. Bye, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Good day. Bye.